Welcome, dirty peasants, to episode 25 of the Wartwood Gazette podcast. This week, we'll be covering Amphibia Season 3, Episode 1, The New Normal. I'm your host, Thumbaticon, and joining me today, we have Lemur. Hello! Ben. Heyo. Pixels. What's up? Nick. What's up, y'all? And Chuck. Hi there. Okay, so after... We didn't have to wait too long, but we're, we're back in... We're back in the show. Like, it's amphibious season. <laughs> uh, Hell yeah. A lo- so, good. in this... In this past week, we had, like... Like, the marketing push was insane. Like, we had clips coming out, we had we had interviews dropping every day, like, we had the theme song takeover coming out as well, we already, we already discussed it pretty much, but I'm surprised by how, like, quickly, how quickly they released that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, once we cover the episode, I think we can get into the, uh, into the news articles a bit, because they, they kind of cover a little bit what we want to talk about in the new normal, and it kind of teases what is to come after like what we it's this episode set up some things that matt talked about in those interviews i think it might it makes sense just to talk about that near the end uh i think there weren't really other there there weren't really there, there were a lot of news but i guess we've covered everything we need to say other than uh usually the episodes drop at midnight on Xfinity, uh, but this time it didn't. Uh, Disney decided to change their the, change their release schedule for uh, when they release episodes for season premieres on Disney Now. So yeah. Molly McGee and Amphibia season three, uh, I think as of right now, they're not on Disney Now yet. But, nope, nope. oh, <laughs> but, uh, for future episodes, it's going, it's not going to take as long. It's just, they're, up, I, I don't think it's confirmed, because those Twitter, Disney, TVA accounts are fan-run, but they tend to be accurate, but, uh, Disney prefers airing their, the, the premieres of their shows on TV first for, for ratings, basically. And I can't fault them for that, since I guess TV viewership isn't as, uh, I guess, accurate. Yeah, or, or sort of big as it used to be. So they're just trying to keep their head afloat for their advertisers, which, like, at the end of the day, that's how they operate, and we just work our way around that. But that aside, I guess we can cover... I'm, I'm going to recap the first half of uh, the new normal. We, we got a special scene in between 
the first and second half of the new normal that we'll also uh, address, as well as the latter half of the episode. It's a 22-minute special, so we, we've got we've got a lot to cover, I guess. But at least it's it's one segment. So to start things off, uh, does anyone want to add any thoughts before I go into the recap? Not a special premiere. I'll just wait after you're done. All right. So I think we'll get into season one, season three, episode one, The New Normal, directed by Joe Johnson and Jen Strickland, written by Adam Colas and Todd McClintock, storyboards by Silver Paul, Eddie West, Drew Applegate, and Alexis Swanson. So this episode takes place immediately after True Colors. Anne and the planners have just arrived in L.A., California, uh, on the freeway to be exact. Uh, they immediately get off the freeway, and Anne checks her phone uh, to just to confirm that she's back home, and she gets that five G, uh, that five G signal. And that was like our first. That was one of the clips we got ahead of time. So that pretty much confirms that Anne's home. Then we get the clip of. We get that clip we got at uh, San Diego Comic Con where Anne's walking home, like Anne and the players walk home to her house. We encounter Mr. and Mrs. Boon Choi again. We deal with uh, Anne pretty much recaps her entire time in Fabia minus probably the uh, the world conquering details involving Andreas or the betrayals of Marcy and Sasha. She probably admits that from her uh, what looks to be her. Uh, her drawing board, and uh, the Boon Choi's are in uh, disbelief of what has happened. They're str- they're trying to adjust, and uh, Anne wants the planners to stay with them, but uh, Mrs. Boon Choi suggests that uh, sh- they let the authorities handle them. But then Anne immediately points out that if the government found out about the planners, they'd probably be taken away for. Uh, experimentation which is not which is not something we'd want to happen to our favorite frog family so eventually the boon choice agree to let the planners stay but they don't want the planners going out at all because they don't want them to be seen so we get this fun little uh quarantine song which was written before uh the pandemic so we see like we see Anne and the planners like having fun around Anne's home and then like it kind of it kind of transitions to the parents being a little bit overprotective uh, of them, like not being able to go outside, and then eventually it kind of escalates until like the next morning when like <laughs> when Mrs. Boonchoy is in the bathroom with Anne, and then that's when we get that family meeting of uh, th- that family meeting where Anne wants like a little bit more space, which is understandable, but of course Anne's been gone for five months, so. Yeah. Uh, her parents rightfully are a little bit uh, they don't want to leave her out of their sight out of their sight so then eventually uh, I think Mr. and Mrs. Boonchoy want to go to the market to pick up some groceries and then that's when Anne gets the idea of bringing the planners along and this is when the uh, this is when Mr. and Mrs. Boonchoy start to notice that Anne has uh, isn't the same person she was when she before she left and left Earth, 
and they've kind of noticed they've kind of noticed that she has changed a bit in, in a good way. And Hop Up also uh, poorly defends Anne <laughs> by uh, describing her her time in Amphibia, specifically season one. Uh, so then, eventually, they agree to let Anne and the players come along to the market, and then we. Uh, and then Anne pretty much tells the planners that, like, oh, Earth is a lot safer than Amphibia. And I think that's where we'll we'll leave it. That's where I'll pause for now. So, I guess to quickly give my thoughts, it was, this was very, they, they really, it was very fast-paced. Even though it didn't, it didn't feel like it was fast-paced, but what they were covering uh, was actually quite a bit where they had to cover Anne's re, re, Anne's re, uh, reunion with the parents, uh, the players getting adjusted in the planner home uh, in the Boonchoy home, and they 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 actually covered quite a bit, I think. And then Anne kind of had to recap her time in Fabia off screen, which I think might be for the best since we've already seen we the audience have already know what was going on, but. Uh, I guess overall, I think Anne's parents were very because I think Mr. Boonchoy himself like mentions that since like the planners are there, it's like easier for him to like actually believe Anne's story. And I think I can. I think those are my thoughts for now. So, uh, Lemur, what were your thoughts on this first chunk of the new normal? Uh, sorry. Wait, sorry. I oh, was okay, just okay. missing some no stuff. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't really. This all. I guess to start off. Um, yeah, this episode didn't really feel like a twenty-two minute special, but like that's not a bad thing. Like it, I, it really like the twenty-two minutes that this episode used really flew by, and like it didn't feel it didn't feel like a drag at all, and like. Yeah, in this in this first half, they really did cover like a lot of ground. Like, or, like they handle they handle the feeling of the planters getting back home well. Like the reunion between Anne and her parents, that's really well done too. Her explaining, well, recapping what happened, uh, what happened in Amphibia to her parents is also done well, and. We also got a few sneak peeks of uh the dynamics between the planters and yeah the planters and the boon choice and how are they well how are they adjusting to the new con the new living conditions that they're now on um yeah the boon choice especially are really gr are great as well uh I like I like their personalities and. I also just love, I also really like how they seem to be very yeah very proactive than most parents are like especially and they have to be because they they just got their daughter back and they are now forced to adjust at the new state the new state of like normalcy that they're on right now and like I also a lot of people may have qualms that Sasha and Marcy weren't mentioned at all, but 
for me, I guess the it didn't really bother me at all because A Anne didn't really want to talk about it right now. And B, I guess Anne the the Moon Choice really wanted to believe Anne at first. Like the, like and like someone pointed it out before, like they because their daughter is back, nothing really matters that much. Like they have they're just going to uh they're just going to make this moment last that's what i meant to say and it they're going to figure it out eventually what's going on anyway uh prior to the season which is which is a plot point that i really appreciate it's going to take more time to develop because i feel like the the blow off to this would be very much worth it and um what else is there to say? Ah, uh, yeah, Polly. Polly is great here too. Like, her, like, her getting her, her getting legs is like, <laughs> is is weird, but it also opened up some very funny moments. Like, and yeah, the the interactions between the Boon Choice and the Blanders, they're they're great as well. Um, yeah, I I I was I am going to discuss um some. A little bit more, but I think I'm going to save that once we get to the second half of this of this episode. All right, thank you, Lemur. Uh, Pixels, what what were your thoughts on this first chunk? Um, yes, it was fast paced, but I was okay with it. I feel like it needed to be fast paced anyway. So we, since we're having, we're introduced since we're like in this new environment, and with the planter is now involved it's it has it's a better sense for that um it was great i kind of enjoyed that first part uh the uh boon the miss mr and mrs boon Choi, their vas were good and remember that uh matt brawley's mom is the actual voice of mrs boon Choi, and i'm glad she we're gonna hear her voice more in season three um i really enjoyed the the quarantine song it was pretty catchy um it's weird that it was maybe for all this it was made before this stuff happened right oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's like, ironic yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's very ironic. coincidental yeah um the um, what else um the montage of the overprotecting was the mom was pretty great um some people on uh some people pointed out on uh the bed frame that there were carvings of uh sasha and uh, marcy's initials on the bed frame yeah which which i thought was a nice touch um yeah it was just it was really great um polly with her legs kicking the dad but <laughs> and her excuse it's it's legs you know how it is it was just it's funny like it was great i'm happy about that first half all right thank you pixels uh, ben what were your thoughts on this segment um yeah I, I liked it i liked it a lot um yeah it was fast paced but like we the audience we've already seen everything before this so if they went like if they went like if they explained everything but like TLDR style, it would have probably taken much longer rather than just like skipping over it and being like so that that's everything that happened. 
when explaining it to the Miss and Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Boon Choi. Um, yeah, Polly like using her legs a lot, a lot in this segment was like was very very cute and nice. Um, yeah, I, I thought um, yeah, they you said Matt's mom is the voice of Miss Boonchil. I thought I I thought she did a really good job, like voice voicing her. Um, and, yeah, it, it was just, it was a good first part to the episode, to, and it, and it showed, like, they, they weren't used to Earth yet, but they were, like, they were, like, they kinda, they were, better. yeah, they, they adjusted pretty fast, is what I'm trying to say, yeah. It was a good, good yeah. first bit. Yeah, especially since Anne has had time to like talk to them about uh, life on Earth before they got teleported. So that 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 that's to their advantage yeah. compared to when Anne was coming. To yeah, they had they had time. some idea, but not a lot. All right, thank you, Ben. Uh, Chuck, what were, you, what were your thoughts on this segment? Or the first chunk of the segment. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was good. Uh, we pick up right after uh, colors, and uh, we. The I like the uh, how Anne comes back to her parents, and uh, we see them reunite uh, for the for the first time in five months. Um. I thought the Paul, like uh, Polly's leg gag was funny, uh, and the especially uh, when she was hitting Mr. Boonchoy. Uh, uh, and I like how, just like in the season two's premiere, uh, it acknowledges like what happened previously in the last season. Like they, like Dan and how like Hot Pop, like they acknowledge what happens to Marcy, and then like Anne is kind of in denial. And she has like blind hope, hoping she's alive. And then, like before she opens the door for her parent to see her parents, she basically just lays out the stakes for the season. Yeah, we get that moment where, and it's kind of uh, a lot of people mention this, like how Anne like uh, compartmentalizes. Yeah. Yeah, like the like whatever she's dealing with and in this case it's like yeah and then we kind of see there's that, a lot yeah and then we kind of see that at the end too but that's in the second yeah. half right okay thank you chuck uh nick what were your thoughts on the set this first half honestly just basically how i feel about the whole episode as a whole like just a really solid setup for like what's coming down for the rest of the season. Like a nice contrast between colors because I mean this one's like a lot more lighthearted, right? Like it's it, like it's a really good break after all the darkness that was True Colors. So I really I really enjoyed just being able to you know laugh the whole time and just have fun overall with the episode. Um, just even so, I feel like this one's like I feel like this episode appears to have like less substance than it actually has. I feel like like it's one that you have to really 
sort of revisit and just think about like how things could play down the season based off what you already know about these characters. Like, so I'm just, I mean, I'll, I'll go more into that later, but I'm just really excited to see how this goes. Like the new normal definitely has like got me back. It definitely got me hyped up for the frog show again. So I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm able to say that. All right. Thank you, Nick. And yeah, like this, this first, I think, seven minutes, it doesn't really, it's not really plot heavy, but it's a, it, it really, it has the difficult task of bringing us back to a new status quo after True Colors. So it, it kind of needs, it's kind of taking this time to basically decompress the tension that happened there. Especially with that, like, that montage, but then we still get little, we get still get little nuggets of what's to come. Like, uh, Polly has that quick chat with Frobo uh, about like fixing him up again. Uh, we get Sprig mentioning the blue powers as well. But then, like, also we get the reunion of like and Domino Two, which we not Domino Two, Domino One. <laughs> Domino Two is <laughs> something else, yeah, but the OG. original Domino. <laughs> And then, like, as well as, like, Anne, her parents, like, it, it's something that was worth, it, it's something that needed to happen. And then, especially, and then, especially during the montage, where, like, Anne is Googling, uh, how to defeat evil new King yeah. on, on <laughs> Doggle. <laughs> oh, man, and then, we also get that brief moment with, uh, I think Ben posted this in the, in the chat earlier, how, like, when Mr. When Mr. Boonchoy locks the door and basically puts them on lockdown, it's a lot. It it might be a it might be a sly comeback, uh, callback to best not best yeah best friends where Hop Hop basically does the same thing to Anne and Sprig because they don't want anyone. They don't want anyone to like freak out about the frogs, which is basically what Hop Hop was doing with Anne. Like vice versa, in a way. Yeah. Wow, I didn't notice yeah, that until a, now. There's a lot yeah. of like thematic thematic parallels in this episode to the first the first two segments of the show, which is which is a nice detail that I appreciate. And then we also get that like that moment where Papa basically repeats the same thing Mr. Boonchoy said. Side by side. <laughs> side by side. And it's kind of like you, you kind of get this feeling that Hop Hop is going to have to Pop Hop is going to have to adjust with the idea that he doesn't need to be the uh like the the leading parenting figure in the yeah. in the house. Yeah. I, I know Nick Nick, you were really excited thinking about yeah. this like in, in our earlier season one recording. Yeah, yeah, months yeah, months ago. I'm just I, I just love the fact that it's all coming together. Like all our many discussions of season three, like we're slowly seeing it creep up here. I'm just enjoying seeing that happen. Yeah, and uh, I think so. I covered that. I I like that 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 funny and kind of uncomfortable moment where uh, where Anne doesn't want the government to take away the frogs and like. <laughs> Hop up asks about like pro- what yeah, the probing is. Christ, God, <laughs> that was so bad. Hop pops into probing, yeah. the good old probing. Oh my god! 
But yeah, no, I was, if I'm being honest, like, I was, it felt so, I don't know, like, why, but, like, back then, it felt so natural, just the idea that they'd, they'd be living with them, that, like, it did throw me off when, like, you know, when, when they're at first just not with the idea, you know? But yeah, then, like, when just, Mrs. Boonfoy doesn't agree to it at first, I'm like, wait, what? You yeah, take it was... Planterson? They, they, yeah. like, they raised Anne. Yeah. <laughs> Like, 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 you just, because, like, I mean, didn't Anne, yeah, Anne must have, like, mentioned that, right? Like, she was zapped into their world, and they took care of her for about five months, like. So it, yeah. yeah, she, she, men- she yeah. mentions that after, I think, like, I think Anne mentioned something like, oh, you guys took me in after that cave or something. It's, like, yeah. the least I can do for you, and that, that's when, like, the parents agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think someone, like, kind of theorized that, that she would say something along those lines, and then they'd give in. Yeah. I think it really just, I think it really emphasizes the idea that the planters are now on the role. It's a role reversal this time around, where, where it's the planters who are now the fish out of the pond in this season instead of Anne. And it's like, it's a nice thematic and narrative uh, reversal of roles, like I said. Yeah, and, and yeah, at yeah, least sure. we're not. And the. But also a positive is that we're not starting at square one again. Since like we have this dynamic established, we don't need to worry about it doesn't need to take its time the same way season one did, since we're already like familiar with this like with this dynamic, with this like with this group. Yeah. We don't need we don't need to spend a lot of time with them, like, figuring out, like, slowly becoming a family, because they already are, so we, we have that pretty much out of the way, so we can focus a little bit more on the, I guess, the wonder, like, the the experience of, like, the planners experiencing Earth, as well as, uh, I guess, all the plot. And, and, like, this also puts the focus on how, you know, how the planters will finally integrate to Anne's real family. Like, how is that going to combine? How the planters and the butchers can combine as one unit? The plant choice. The plant choice. Yeah, the yeah. plant choice, right? <laughs> or the Boontars. And add 10. Boontars. And add 10 names. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like. The Boontars sounds like a C level grade rock band. <laughs> Oh, and also that that quarantine song slash montage. I like how Brig is reading a a Garfield parody, and then it looks like Mr. Boonchoy's taking lasagna out of the out of the microwave. Oh, <laughs> that was, no, that I was never caught on. I never caught on. He was, that was like, I don't know, because I, I, I never made that, I never put two and two together. Like, I was thinking, oh, is that a Garfield parody? And I was like, oh, is he eating lasagna? Like, I never thought, wait a minute. <laughs> like, my brain never put those two things together, but yeah, you're totally right about that. Oh, that was so nice. Like, I like how it kept cutting back to Sprig, just like putting stuff in the microwave. A book, yeah, yeah. a shoe, Ant's and shoe, Ant's phone almost. <laughs> Burned down the house. Sprig's like obsessed with Ant's phone. I'm, su- I'm surprised. In arson. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised that the house didn't get burned out because of Sprig shenanigans. Oh, man. Season 3B episode The House Burns Down. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also got like 
Polly riding Domino too. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. And then Paul. there's this weird. Oh, go ahead, Nick. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say Polly was like hilarious this episode, especially the scene where she drops kicks Anne's dad. Like, like when he was like, when he was like trying to tell Anne something, then he just then she just does that out of nowhere. Then she's like, "Oh, sorry, new legs." You know how it is. Like <laughs> that didn't so hard. Like, like that didn't explain anything why you did that, lady. Just Polly testing out her new legs, I guess. Knows how she can kick now. Yeah, like, I, for some reason, I just, like, I thought that weird photo of Anne, like, that picture of Anne just was just funny. She's, I don't know why they would hang that up, but... That was a clever joke, to be honest. That was it's... Oh, and I like how, like, Sprig's clapping when, like, the shoe is on fire in the microwave. He was so impressed by the microwave. Oh, that microwave survived. Wow, I can move. I can melt anything into this. <laughs> so then, I think I covered. Oh, we also get that that brief uh that brief moment where Anne uh and Anne says she's responsible, and then like her parents are caught off guard by that because like they point to like this like picture that she drew when she was six poster, the poster child joke yeah, no, I just, yeah, I the just, post- yeah that was what i was referring to i just really like that because like if there's any if there's anything that's been consistent in this series it's just it's just been the fact that like anytime two or more characters reunite like they always have to go through the process of recognizing the other person has changed and now we have to see that with the Boontoy parents and yeah i just love the fact that they've always kept that consistent here like sasha Marcy, now the Benchoys, like, I'm looking forward to seeing how they process that throughout the season. I'm sur- I'm gonna be sur- I'm gonna be excited at how Los Angeles in general reacts to how Anne changes. Like, she may oh, not yeah. be, like, she may not be, like, an infamous kid, but, like, but Matt did say that there are people in Los Angeles that did get affected by the loss by the disappearance of Anne and the girls, right? Yeah. So seeing, so seeing the girl who used to like, who disappeared like five months ago, just suddenly came back and being a completely different person, it's it's gonna be an interesting, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting direction for the season, for an interesting plot point. <laughs> and uh, I like how uh, someone made the comparison where. Like, Anne's picture is like, I hate responsibility. And then Valeriana specifically states, like, oh, what is part without res- responsibility? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Because, I, yeah, like, this that whole first, like, it, it was, even so Hop Hop ultimately failed convincing them, it's just, this whole episode was just full of callbacks to season one. It really just made me appreciate the journey we took in these characters, and especially, like, just, Seeing the show really just acknowledge how much she's changed herself, like that's very rewarding, especially getting you here. And it's only the first episode of season three, so like I, I just can't wait to see what else we get from it. Yeah, narrative details in this, it, yeah, the, the, the way that uh, the show is so tightly knit in its narrative really makes you 
uh, happy that you got invested in the show because, like, it really does reward you for paying attention and not skipping any of the episodes. Yeah, especially when, like, especially when you like you read in between the lines, right? Like, you get a deeper understanding of these characters. So when you see them, like, maybe push to a limit or triumph over something, it, it really does just feel rewarding. Like, I feel rewarded for caring about the show. Yeah, it makes it all. It makes it makes it worth it. And that's not, that's something that not a lot of shows, not just in not just in animation, but just shows in general in entertainment, rarely does. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, are there any any more thoughts about this uh, first half before I get before I continue on with the the next scene? <laughs> Have you, have you guys? Uh, dis- sorry. Uh, have you guys discussed about Ma uh, Me- Ma oh, Bunjoy's was- obsession with? Oh, I was about to say that. I was about to say that. Yeah, I was about to go on that. I was about to go on that. Actually. It was funny. Yeah, the little uh, gag. I just think yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I feel like this episode it really does, without outright telling you what will happen to these characters down the line, it, it really does sort of set that up. Like, pop pop, he's feeling like. He's still out of place here, right? Like he's he's not he's not like the the chief parent around here anymore. Uh, I mean, Polly, we know we know for a fact that yeah, she's gonna be. I mean, based on the trial, we know for a fact she's gonna be focusing on fixing Frollo. But then I just want to focus on like May or uh, Mrs. Boon Choi. Like from what we saw, yeah, from what we saw in the whole montage, like she was being very obsessive over Anne, like much more compared to her husband, Mr. Boon Choi. So it just makes me think, like. Yeah, it must have been like an extremely tough time for her, like more than anything. She feels she feels some grief, like some guilt and grievances from like from when Anne disappeared like five months ago. And I think that grief is gonna get is gonna like is gonna manifest in the season and it's going to contra- it's going to co- it's gonna cause conflict with her daughter. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think that's why she was one who was outright saying, oh, no, they cannot stay here, because she was assuming that it was over, right? That Anne's yes. adventures in Amphibia were just done, she was here to yeah, stay. Yeah, she literally no says that. Yeah. yeah she like, literally no. says that your adventures yeah. are, like... Yeah, like, so it just, so she just wants her daughter back to be here, to be home, like, that, that's where I'm seeing the conflict coming in from, you know, obviously... And she's not ready to stay home. She's not ready to settle down with them again. Like there's, it's not going to be easy for them. Yeah, Mrs. Bunchoy has to uh, cope with the idea that the daughter that she used to know is not the same person yeah. that she's that is standing before her now. And that's so tough because, like, yeah, she she's literally babying Anne throughout the entire montage, combing her hair. Like helping a brush her teeth, saying what? Which is it's it's good to go in. She's <laughs> like it's good to go in pairs after Anne ran out. Like she, <laughs> it sucks. Like she wants. I hate to say it, but I do feel like she wants. Like sure, she's happy because you know, here's the thing. Even in the episode itself, the one who almost immediately like congratulates Anne for her growth, it's Mister Boonchoy, right? Like I mean, I know we're not supposed to mention the second part of the um, episode, but like Ooh, right yeah, at the end of right. it. Right at the end of it, like it's Mr. Butoy says, who says, "Oh, it's nice that we have a daughter who's this responsible, right?" So it just makes me think, like I, I hate to say, I mean, I hate to say this, but I, it feels like in a way she 
wants the Anne of six months ago. Like she wants that version of Anne back, right? In a way, because I mean, she's yeah, missing that. Like she completely missed that. Yeah, it, I don't. I don't know if we could talk about this, but this this reminds me of a plot point of another show that we're that we're that you and I, Nick, are discussing right now. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's that exact same plot, but like, and I think, and both of those plots have been have uh, been uh, great. So I I I've been ex- I'm expecting the same thing here. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. Like, it feels like they've really sold this. I just love, I just love the subtlety to it, though. Right? Like, they never outright say what they're going to do with these characters, but it's all there for us. Yeah, it's like it feels like this Anne doesn't need her that much, and that bothers her. Yeah, and I, and that's that's going to be something that has to be dealt with later on down the line. Yeah, it stings. Like I, I, I noticed like this feeling of distance between them. Okay, I can't. I'm not. I won't bring. I'm not. I won't bring on the second half because I. A lot of my evidence comes in the second half. I, I, I'll yeah. only move on to the second half. I'll just yeah, then we can, we can keep going. So there's like a, I feel like I just love the fact there's so much to say about Mrs. Boonchoy, yet she wasn't even like the star. I wouldn't even call her the star of the episode. Like sure, she was there, but like it was more focused on Anne and the Planters. Yeah, both both Mr. and Mrs. Boonchoy, like, they both, like, they don't really appear that much, but from what we've seen, we can really say a lot about them. (laughs) And I love the fact that we can do that. Like, it really just shows, like, they know what they're doing with subtlety. Yeah. Anyways, uh, moving on. Yeah. So I think we can go on to the next part of the episode, where right after Anne says that, Earth isn't as dangerous as Amphibia. We we cut back to Amphibia, and we get that we get a lot of shots from the uh, the trailers and promos that we saw, where we see the Newtopia Castle in the sky, and then mm-hmm. you see the Frobos on top, like guarding it, even though they're probably so high up, there's nothing that could reach them. And then Andreas is like Andreas is we we think he's talking to himself, where he mentions that preparations for the Earth invasion are, like, are almost complete. But Anne is pretty much the only obstacle in his way. And we get, like, he opens up, like, some kind of, like, holographic screen of Anne and Sprague. So then he calls in this new Frobo model, which, I'm just gonna call him Lanky Frobo, or Frobot, whatever. And he is given... Lank, Lank Frobo? Lank Frobo. Ribbot. Robot. 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 We're probably gonna get more Frobots, though. Like, yeah. 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 Honestly, yeah, we're gonna love yeah. Okay, we'll just call him Frobot for now. He's the only Frobot Let's we go. have. Frobot 1. So, Frobot 1. 1.0. So, yes. I mean, you're not wrong. This is, <laughs> yeah, this is the first, we're not. This we is the first iteration we're going to see uh, of him. We, we got to let Thumb recap. We got Thumb recap. So, yeah, so we got Frobot. He's being assigned to, he's being sent to Earth to track down Anne, basically. Well, Anne just literally, Anne just literally says the mission is to kill the girl and get the book. And then by book, okay. he's referring to uh, the Cynthia Coven uh 
Cynthia Coven uh, young adult series that Marcy got him hooked on. Oh. And then he also he he also wants him to get potato chips, but then uh, Frobot kind of like misinterprets the the mission, and then Andrews just forgets about it. Uh. But uh, so he's very clear. He's he want like he needs and like he literally says kill the girl, which I'm surprised got passed by S and P. But anyways, like yeah, and then we realize so after he sends Frobot to Earth. Uh, it it cuts like it cuts back to Andreas, and then we realize that he's talking to Marcy, who's uh in that tube we saw, we've seen way back in uh in that chamber and water. Yeah, like way back in the the season three intro that we got pretty early on after True Colors aired, and then he mentions that he has plans for her, and like it like her like I think I forgot what he says exactly, but it's basically that her like. Like plans for her or her journey has basically just only started, which is Ooh. that's uh, not foreshadowing at all. Oh yeah. And then it cuts back to it cuts back to Fro the Frobot on Earth. He does his uh he does his stealth mode, which basically <laughs> he turns invisible, but he still like crushes all the cars in his I way. I was shocked when that happened. Like he has stealth now. We didn't see this before. <laughs> Oh, and there's also Andrus is very clear with his instructions where Frobot is not to Frobot is not to be seen because he doesn't want uh, Earth to be aware of what what's going on, and he he wants to catch them off guard when the invasion happens. So I think I don't know. Like, what do we need to do? We need to talk about anything other than. Just Andrews being a, like a sociopath, where he's just casually bringing <laughs> up his time with Marcy after he like fucking stabbed her. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm not even sure what to say. Like it's 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 very straight to the point. Like, yeah, very. I'm getting. I, I also, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Like I did not expect that. Like like when I was just like. I, I did not expect a ra- like an Andrew Stinger r- to be right in the middle of the episode. Like if, it, if we were going to see anything on him, I thought that that would, be, that would be at the end. But damn, like that was just a surprise right there. And like I don't know what to really say about him. <laughs> like the fact that he can slide from like villainous and cruel to like this goofy guy who can still make me laugh somehow. Like so two faced. Uh, that's insane. It. Yeah. It, it's the Keith David ability. Like, he yeah. does that so yeah. well. He thinks yeah. a goat. He's the perfect, perfect voice for, uh, for Andreas. A character like this, yeah. He's a goat. And, like, the fact that he actually put value in the things that Marcy brought over, the things, like, things she cared about, like, ah, it's just disgusting to think about, think about how he treated her. And the fact that he's still planning on doing even worse things. It's just... I don't even know. Like, I'm getting, like, Aku vibes from, like, Samurai Jack. The fact that they can, he can easily balance being threatening and goofy, like, that's... I don't even know. I don't even know what's about, I don't yeah. even know about Andrews anymore. Like, it, yeah, because it's... Well, yeah, that's why it's, I, I just find it weird when people call, like, Andrews twist villain. Because oh, yeah, it's like, not, yeah. he's always been like this. Yeah, even yeah. in True Colors. Like, this is him it. 100%. Like, he can, he's fun, yes. But he's also, like, really, really, really fucking cruel. Like, it's just, 
it's more like a personality trait of him that he just suppressed. Like it's not a one eighty. Like he just he was just being smart. Like his cruel, like his his cruelness, his disdain for friendship. Like he was just hiding that away for. Like he was suppressing yeah, that. He, it was still there. He doesn't have to pretend to like not be evil. Now he can just yeah. be evil. I he guess. can just be himself. I guess. Also. Also, damn, Ange just really left Newtopia to just, like, left for dead. <laughs> he just completely abandoned his kingdom. Yeah, that's why he's full of shit. Like, he's all like, oh, Newtopia went to ruin. Yeah. No. He just wants petty revenge. Like, his revenge, I'm saying that's against his friends. Like, he doesn't care about anything else except, like, except getting revenge of people who died thousands of years ago. Like, that's... That's what I'm seeing from me. I mean, that's what I'm... I mean, there's probably more to it, but, like... I, I just... Yeah, well, at least like, Newtopia still has the, uh... They still have that, like, giant wall to protect them. Yeah, but then there's they also have, like, a huge castle. hole. They have, like, a hole right in the middle of the city, too, don't they? Yeah, like, yeah. basically. Yeah. And, yeah, and their leader... Yeah. yeah, and their leader is gone. So. Yeah, he's, he's, he's dipped. He's in yeah. the sky. Like, he's... I doubt, I doubt he's gonna stay there any longer. Like, he, he's abandoning his kingdom for conquest. He wants, like... That's when he, that's how you know how down bad Andreas is. Like he, he's full of it. Like he's like he wants to get his kingdom back to glory. No, no, no. Like, he, he wants to. He, yeah, yeah. He he's like blood. he he wants revenge towards his friends and complete like the goal of his ancestors that they wanted to achieve. And we still don't know how the knight plays into that. Yeah, yeah. We have no clue. And we, we have no still clue have yet. no idea about the knight. We don't know about the night. We don't know about more any of his friends. Yeah, we're we probably not gonna get. Colors. We're not gonna get anything about Wait, the night no, for the yeah. next like five episodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's gonna be yeah, for the November episodes. Yeah, not not for November, a while, maybe. November. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm betting. November is when it's gonna ramp up. Like, I don't know if I mentioned. Have I mentioned on the podcast some like about how? We need to wait for the tension to rise on Earth before we start getting more, like, amphibia episodes. Yeah, like, have I said that? yeah you, you brought that okay. up, I think. Yeah, that, that's just what I'm guessing. That's how I'm, that's how I'm guessing it's going to work here. Like, they just need to bring the tension up, because... Well, yeah, it'd, it'd be weird to go from an episode of the planters learning how to skateboard to, like... I don't know, like... <laughs> like, like Marcy like, fucking... Up the Marcy city. getting tortured mentally <laughs> yeah. by the night. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Hey, hey, I, I think it feels like, like... This feels... I feel like 2003 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... Would have a plot like this. Oh my <laughs> god! Like Michelangelo, like learning how to skate, and like the Foot Clan, the Shredders are like dropping bodies. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> it's really That's gonna be next week's episode. Christ! Oh, yeah. oh it is. Oh yeah. The planter is gonna go for, to the mall, and then next week it's all chaos in Amphibia while Sasha is on the run. Yeah, yeah. I still don't know what like where they are. Yeah, right. but I think or like how Marcy on the tube, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, we yeah. might even. Ooh, we saw yeah, that. We're, we saw we're that still. Yeah, we saw that still. thing. Yeah, we're gonna see like what yeah, happened. We still need to see the aftermath. The yeah, in well, Amphibia. Like after they left. Yeah. And Sasha's perspective. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Yeah, so I think just we're like that one shot from the promo where she's like looking out at them leaving. Yeah. But yeah, that me that she saw, you know. All right. Boy, so nice. I think we can probably go on to the rest of the new normal. 
So it, it cuts back. So after like after Frobot arrives onto Earth, uh, it cuts back to he basically tracks down Anne's energy signature, like the like her connection to the blue gem, and then it cuts back to Anne helping the planners come up with uh, disguises to fit in. And at first, they're all wearing like bright yellow because that was like Anne's like. That was Anne's, yeah, that was Anne's favorite color when she was younger. But uh, after Hop Hop walks out, uh, I don't, I don't think Anne's color, favorite color is still yellow because like it seems like her wardrobe doesn't have as much mm-hmm. bright yellow. I think that was just like her a, shoes. Yeah, yeah, her shoes. That's a nice, that's a nice touch. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like after Hop Hop walks out with those like, with those overalls. Uh-huh. Uh, and reconsiders everything, but then at least like Hop Up gets a cool like trench coat fedora. Trench <laughs> coat, no nose. yeah, fake nose. He looks fly in it. <laughs> he does, yeah. And then like, uh, Polly and uh, Polly and Sprig share a trench coat, and then apparently Polly was originally going to be on the top, but then she wants to use her legs. I like so that, she's though. at the bottom. Yeah, I like I that too. That like, like in this kind of scenario, you'd always have like a bunch of like, you'd have the characters debating who's on the top, who's the bottom, but then Polly's yeah. like, "Nah, I gotta show up." Yeah, like, it's your girl. Your girl's gonna carry you all the way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so then we, we, they get to the mall, and then uh, right before they can get out, the 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 Boon Choice lock like the child. They activate the child lock and basically like go no go through knows. like the ground. Yeah, the the ground the ground floor the ground rules. Uh, no wait, that's not the right saying. They just basically yeah. go over the rules again. You can't like get yourself. You can't step out of line, or else it's back to lockdown. And then right, right when they unlock the doors, like just they all just like swarm. Just so run. While while one of the Boonchoi say, "This is a mistake, isn't it?" Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they get inside. Mr. Boonchoy forgot like forgot the shopping list, but then Anne has like Anne took a screenshot of it before they left, which was responsible of her. Uh, then we we basically get the the planners are basically like looking at basically like looking at the supermarket for the first time. Like Sprig comments about all the uh, the technology and specific specifically whether or not they're Frobos or not. Uh, Polly briefly with the lotto ticket, hop up with the Jirian. I, I love right? it. Jirian? I believe it, so. It, I think it's fine for, like, Americans. Like, it's yeah. different for, like, Asian countries, but it's, yeah, I think that's the, that's the correct pronunciation for it. Yeah, okay. I love how Anne cut, cut Polly off when she was about to get the lotto ticket. Said, no, no, you're not. She she stopped the addiction at the start. It's not the gambling addiction for from the gecko. I love it. <laughs> yes, then, uh, so then eventually, like, uh, Anne wants to show them. Anne wants to give them some noodles, and then like she like gets permission from the parents, and like, again, once again, like when when the planners are going off, like Anne has to like guide them, basically, and then it's kind of cute because. It's kind of cute the way it plays out when also the parents notice, like, Anne's, like, taking responsibility for them, which is a nice touch. Uh, I was, like, I was kind of expecting, like, Anne to pull out one of those, like, 
toddler harnesses for like Hop Hop and Sprig and Polly combo <laughs> sometime. But yeah, so then basically, uh, that probably that wasn't gonna happen. Definitely. Yeah, especially since they're like they're stacked on like Polly and Sprig are stacked. Like if she pulls one, like the other one might fall or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, Anne introduces noodles to them, and it's like they they love it. Ramen. And then, can frogs ramen, even eat noodles or ramen? I don't think what? so. I mean, they're not, they're not normal frogs, so... Right. Oh, yeah, right, true, 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 true. So... Yeah, right, right. Yeah, they could probably can. Yeah. Yeah, they can yeah. eat noodles. Oh, man, no, that, that little they they can make, like, they oh. can make, like, pancake-like things with, mm -hmm. with bugs in them. In in a yeah. past episode, so I would yeah, and they I would eat think... fruits. Yeah, and they eat fruits. Yeah, they're just they're yeah. just they're just frogs with like human human diet yeah. habits. Well, yeah, that was, yeah, wasn't didn't Hop Hop like yeah when when he saw like um the vegetables he was like so, what did he say he was like they're so small <laughs> he was like so small yeah he was like laughing about yeah I just uh, it was so yeah. nice just seeing how they eat no because um. Yeah, well, wasn't it wasn't yeah wasn't um Anne showing off some of like um some of like the like the I guess like the food native like to Thailand or something I, I don't know what's going on but like yeah no, it was just it was just pretty nice you know just seeing him just having Anne show that off to them just seeing how they react like it's just like this is this is the fun side of them being on Earth I was really looking forward to just the culture shock I guess yeah uh, anyways uh, Dom you can continue your recap sorry about that yeah no worries and then like. So basically, like they're they're enjoying their ramen or noodles, and then uh, that's when that's when the robot just we get that brief moment where like the the sliding doors open up, and then we 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 all all of us know like what's about to happen, and then right after like when robots approaching them, like the magnet the magnets on that fridge kind of react with Robo, and like uh, they shut off his uh his like cloaking. So then, like, for, like, a couple of seconds, he's, like, visible. And then, like, Spring immediately notices, but then no one believes him until, like, he gra until the robot grabs Anne, and then that's when we get that whole, uh... That's when we get the start of that, uh, that conflict with the planners versus, uh, robot. And just another quick, uh, Easter egg, or quick reference, the, the guy, uh, the guy at the... The guy at the cashier is also reading that, like, Garfield... That Garfield parody. But, oh, yeah. uh... So then, anyways, back to the... Back to the planners. They're running away from the robot. They, uh... So, they want to try and take... They want to try and take him down without... Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Boonshoy noticing what's going on. Uh... Let's see, I'm... I'm just going through the fight again, where basically, first they get away from, they separate from Mr. and Mrs. Boonjoy again. Uh, they give them the, they give Anne the task of getting mackerel. Uh, then once they're far, far away, like they're far enough from them, they play, they play loud like rock music to try and just uh, drown out the fight. Uh, very quickly, we get some random customer walking by. Then. 
the robot immediately hides, and then planners take notice of that. Then once that's out of the way, they go back to fighting. We get that quick moment of uh, Mrs. Boonchoy and Mr. Boonchoy rocking out. <laughs> that was and then, that was one of my favorite scenes of them, them two of them. Yeah. Now we know yeah. where. Now we know where Anne got got her rebellious streak from. Yeah, and then eventually, like Hop Pop gets like gets stunned, and then they quickly like retreat into the f- freezer room, and then we get that like all the like once they're since they're like in the freezer room, like you can feel the tonal shift where basically like Frobot is just like stalking them inside that freezer room, and then Anne. Right when Anne, like, tries to find the player, she realizes, oh, they're frozen. Like, it's kind of a nice, like, it's a nice continuity with similar situation happening in, like, Snow Day. So Anne is basically left alone to deal with uh, Frobot. And then right when, uh, and Anne's trying to activate her blue powers, but, like, her her calamity form, I guess, nothing's happening. And then the planners make their, like, own attempt while frozen to try and attack Frobot. And just when you think, like, they have, like, enough, like, momentum, they basically just, like, slow down like, when they reach him. But I thought that was funny, but then that kind of sets up Frobot threatening the planners, then that's what triggers Anne's uh, calamity form. And it's, it's not the same... It's not as, uh... It's not like... This, it's not like she doesn't have glowing blue hair, but she still has, like, those powers. And in one punch, pretty much... Uh, takes out Frobot uh, temporarily, and then this Frobot basically retreats <laughs> while in stealth mode again. And then, well, like once Anne like grabs the planners out, like she's noticeably like tired from like she's actually she's pretty like exhausted or drained from using those powers. Uh, and then eventually they use the jury and to. Uh, the smell or the odor of the durian to like wake up Anne before her parents can show up. Uh, so the episode pretty much ends with like Mr. and Mrs. Boonchoy like commenting on Anne. Pretty much like they've noticed like how mature she's become. And then as they're walking back to the car, like Anne is pretty much reflecting on how these powers. When she uses them, she doesn't really feel like she, it, it doesn't really feel right to her. And then the planners also notice like how much Anne is like taking on, and as and how like how much she has to do, which is kind of like just quite a bit with especially like stopping Andrews, getting Marcy and Sasha home, and resolving all that. And the episode pretty much ends with uh, the robot on t- on a rooftop. To slowly repairing himself, and it mentions that he has to like get rid of Anne no matter the cost. And uh, that's that's the new normal. And then we get that really super. Uh, we get that new outro, which is really uh, like a lot more fast paced. I love the outro. Or with so much. A, a lot, a lot more energetic than our. Than our past outros, I guess starting with uh, starting with Ben, what what were, what were your thoughts on the rest of this episode? Um, I I thought it was uh, it was very well, 
very well done. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, I, I, I guess it was it, it was a cool little callback because when they were in the freezer and they just froze instantly, and was like, "Oh yeah, frogs." That was like that. That was a good reference, I guess. Um, and um, yeah, the out the outro was nice. It, 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 I I kind of like it better than uh, the uh, season one, season two outros, because the outros were just the credits with just like them, si the Anne and Sprig just like sitting chilling. there reading and chilling. Nothing really happening. Like th this outro. It's it's more mentally stimulating, I guess you could call it. Um, and yeah, it it was just a it was a good good first episode to bring back the fans of the show and and to start a new new season. So yeah, uh, yeah, ten ten out of ten, very very good episode. All right, thank you, Ben. Uh, Pixels, what what were your thoughts on this on the rest of the episode? Um, it was great. Um, I'm kind of because last episode we kind of said that that the freezer scene would be in the mall episode. <laughs> Guess we were wrong. Mm, but not all of us were wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but anyway, it was. I like the touch that the the fro the robot like hid in between the. The shelves. That was a good touch. I like. I like that. I like that a lot. It just. It shows that. Oh, I can't get caught. Um, that freezer scene was pretty good. It's most likely she's a. Uh, Anne's powers are activated by a, uh, emotion almost, and I. I like that a lot. I mean, from True Colors, you kind of see the resemblance with the emotion. With uh, Sprig, falling off right. Um, that freezers, that freezers, and the the fight. She literally high dukened <laughs> the robot. Yeah, she with, did that, really with that with that punch, it was great. But also, it took a t big toll on her because she uh fainted when she got out of the out of the freezer. And it kind of just says, "Oh, these powers are way too powerful for her. She uses too much. Something bad is gonna happen." And she kind of said that. Uh, when they were leaving, oh, um, she said, "Oh, these powers feel bad almost." And I'm like, "Oh, I wonder what's gonna happen with these powers if she uses it for so long and stuff." Um, all together, this episode was really good. It, yes, the first ten-ish minutes was fast paced, but there's also a reason for that. Um, but the the rest of the episode, everything was great. The outro was uh, really good too. It reminds me of a Duke and Birdie a lot, and Nick can kind of agree with me on that because it has that Duke and Birdie vibes to it with the colors, the the dancing, the animation, how it, even the music almost. It was really enjoyable. I cannot wait for season three A because we have a lot. There's a lot to be in three A. 
And I can't wait for uh, next week. All right, thank you, Pixels. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lemur, what were your thoughts on the rest of the episode? Okay, so to for, to start off, I appreciate the callbacks from season one again in this in the in this second half. Like where I like the callback with Anne taking uh, a screenshot of the shopping list, which is which it would go which goes back to Kane Crazy, where she did the exact same thing with Loggle. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I also I like how I like I just like people like some people complain about the planters just you know being shafted for some reason this episode but they weren't like and if they are like they're just like taking their time like they are in a new world like they want and they and they are very much enthusiastic about what's going about this new world uh that they landed into and. Yeah, the second half really demonstrates it very well with uh, <laughs> with Sprig getting obsessed with like robots, Polly getting addicted to gambling, which Ant thankfully shut down. Uh, HP, uh, HP being being fascinated by the fruits and vegetables in the world and seemingly getting underwhelmed, which is which makes sense because. She, he did. He is a farmer that lived in a world where everything is kind of large. Uh, them enjoy the planters enjoying uh, earth food, which is which again is kind of weird. But then again, I remember that they are they are evolved frogs, so that you can explain that. Yeah, they're just having a good time for the most part in this episode, and I like that. I really, I really like how the planters, despite their situation being a little weird is taking their time to like not worry and explore this this Anne's home like this brand new world that they got themselves into and like for me that's very it's it's very much um, more enjoyable than them getting worried every day about how to get back I mean it's true. It, it it is very important for them to get back. But if they're gonna get stuck for a while, they may as well enjoy. They may as well enjoy this world and the time that they have left with Anne. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, the prob- the robot being involved in this episode. I did not expect that. Like, but on hindsight, it does make sense. Like it. It establishes that there are still threats from amphibia that Anne and the planters have to deal with, and like, and it and it does guarantee that there's going to be some action in this season. It is. It, it's not just going to be slice of life shenanigans. It's but it, like in amphibia, but this time it's on Earth. It's going to be different. It's it's going to take place on Earth with a lot more stakes. And I appreciate that. Uh, and getting her, and getting her blue powers again is another important thing that uh, is. It's gonna be vital for Anne's development. And again, I've been saying before, like, and Los Angeles is gonna be an important 
role. It's going to play an important role to the development of Anne in this season because it is like it acts like her last test before she can move on with dealing with the bigger picture. And I think the blue power, her blue, her calamity blue powers is going to be an indication of that. Like she has to control her powers first before she can move on. And like her line, her line with her powers being bad is again, it's another indication of that development. Like it's going to take a while for her to get used to it, but she has to, but she has to use it eventually because she is the only thing left standing from Andreas's plan being complete. And if she can't learn it, then every, then everything would be for nothing. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that the second half is, yeah, it's very much fun. Personally, I don't enjoy it as much as the first half, but this is definitely more folk. Like, with the first season, with the first half being more focused on, like, setup, this is all, like, the second half is more focused on, uh, a f first half, uh, focuses on setting up a lot of things. The second half, too, but, this one is also more a lot more focused because like it sets up the main conflict of season three A, which is the planters dealing with Frobot. And yeah. And also um the relationship between Anne and her new and her old family. Yeah, overall, the new normal is just a good it's just a very great setup. Like it didn't need like it's not as spectacular as the other twenty-two minute episodes in the show, but it didn't need to be. Like, it did its job very well while also being really greatly paced. And yeah, the that credit scene. Th this show is definitely an anime now. Like, it's not a funny frog show anymore. It's the funny frog anime, and <laughs> it's very yeah. <laughs> it's very. It is very well done. Like that, I will say that. And Jen Strickland making the credits is it. It's a nice touch. Like I like that detail a lot. All right, thank you, Lemur. Uh, Chuck, what were your thoughts on the rest of New Normal? Hello, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Okay, uh, hmm, I thought it was good how, like, more of, like, Anne's arc was, like, her, how harsh she's come was acknowledged more, uh, especially with the responsibility themes, uh, and I like the planters just, yeah, basically chilling out, uh, like some of you guys said, and, uh, the... The Frobot scene, the Frobot freezer scene was pretty cool. Uh, I kind of, I liked how, uh, I liked, like, the detail that, like, uh, she couldn't move her arms, so I guess that maybe, like, that could hint to us, like, like, that further, like, uh, hints at, like, it being a bad thing because she mainly used her arm 
as kind of like a fit like she mainly used her arm with the punch against the frobo and then later she says she can't really use them and like as like a like a gag i guess uh because she couldn't open the car door um uh yeah and then the end credit scenes were good the the person that the uh jen i think her name is jen strickland it's like if you've seen like their previous like work it's like very i feel like they just had a lot of freedom with this because this is just like totally their style and and how they like animate and stuff yeah like remember those like old those old like, old promos that she used to do with uh, yeah like, <laughs> new and fi- new frog show episode and it is just the cast yeah. is looking there standing stupidly like you can see the <laughs> oh, style there yeah. yeah then there'd be then there would be like a new character yeah every every week, week. yeah Dang no, I, I really okay. did enjoy the season three outro. Like, even so, I know I, I did. I, I did see some people like not exactly too warmed up to it, into it. But I just feel like I just really appreciate it for the fact that it's really just focused on like the love and energy that just surrounds the planters, right? Like, it, it's just I don't know. Like, even so, yeah, it doesn't really have the chill, sentimental vibe. That well, no, it is still a sentimental. But even so, it doesn't have like the same chill, slow down vibe as the other two outros i still feel like this one it, it really does get across <sighs> what it's trying to say like i, I, really, know, I feel like hype. it kind of did hype. though because like it focused on the planters and like Anne, and like there's some shots where like they're sitting down and just chilling so i i kind of feel like that comfy vibe was still sort of there yeah hmm. i guess it's this one's just more energetic i'd say like do you feel like this one's like more energetic compared to the other two though Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because like they're they're jumping around the screen and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like the first, like the first two are just chill, but this one is yeah. like exciting and hype or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like hype. It's hype. Yeah, but so, I don't know. Just just the ending where they're all just hugging each other that just gets to me. Like yeah, it, I really do feel the love that's in this family from that outro. Yeah. I'm I'm just waiting for the day where we got a Marcy episode where she gets tortured for 11 minutes and then we got that out and then we get that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm so holding on to the idea that I'm, I feel like Amphibian knows what what it needs to do with the outro. I, I I'm so holding on to the idea. It's like it's like it's like Star versus all over again. Oh, watch the out, watch the outro for that episode just to be like some heavy metal type shit or whatever. Nah, it's, it's just it. gonna be it's just gonna be Marcy at the tube, just there, like for thirty seconds while the credits. Just Darth Vader. Yeah, 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 no there's a pretty great. I think it's something. Play like a yeah, something e- like that. evil Morty type theme. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I, but, I don't even know what I'm expecting myself. Like. May like, I'm just thinking they're gonna change the credits for the episode. I really do hope they change it a lot. Like, yeah, yeah they, they've done it a ton of times, right? Hopping Mall, Snow Day, uh, True Colors I Reunion, do, Halloween I do hope episode. Credits, I think. Yeah, the yeah. shut-in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hope that they change uh, the credits more frequently in this season, just to like signify the the, yeah. pros- the progression that next we're week, having. Like, yeah. yeah. We're getting a Sasha episode and yeah, getting that, that outro. No way, 
No way that's All like... Alright, anyways, Sasha aside, uh, let's... This is plan. This is plan. Choi talk. Okay, we're not letting. Uh, don't uh, worry. Don't worry. We're just explaining some so, shit. Okay. Uh, Nick, what were your thoughts on the rest of the new normal? Oh shoot. Uh, like, um, I don't. Know, I just really like it. I'm, I'm not. I don't really know which which half I like more. I mean, I, I know so a lot of people pointed out that like these two, these really did feel like two different plots in one episode, but. I don't I still look at it as a whole, so like I just enjoyed everything. Um, a lot of fun gags here again. You know, just seeing the planters enjoy Earth stuff. Really liked when Hop Hop mocked like the size of the vegetables on Earth. He was like, <laughs> really small yeah. huh? as he was walking by them. That was really funny. Like it's just, I just love how they just have these characters nailed down though, because that just feels like such an in- like that's something I would expect from Hop Hop. Like, he would absolutely make that snide comment while walking around vegetables on Earth. Like, I could definitely see him doing that. Is that mean noodles? You know, that was pretty fun. Like, just... I don't know. I'm, I'm just... Yeah. They're slowly building... It's like, yeah, this wasn't, like, a hugely exciting episode, but they definitely are, like... Like, they're, they're planting the seeds for the rest of the season here. Um, I have, like... I do have things to say about, like, the super ant scene at the end, though. Like... It's a really cool scene, but I, but I just like cling on to like you know her last li- like like her line about it when they're walking back to the car. You know how it feels bad for her. Like I, I really it, it it really has changed how I view the form now because I mean yeah back then, for sure yeah. like because like back then when like when we saw Anne like power up for the first time, it felt like it felt like the culmination of like yeah her timing maybe like like she's like she's becoming like. She's like ascending to something else, but then like now when we find out that Anne feels bad using them, like it kind of changes how, like it, it kind of changes like how we like feel about seeing that. Like now, like I can't when I see Anne use her powers, like I'm not gonna think like it's like a like a beautiful moment. I'm gonna think like is is Anne like comfortable using like is Anne like okay in this state of yeah. mind like. Yeah. yeah, because it's just, I mean, I have, like, my own thoughts on that, because, like, I just feel like it's, it's really Anne digging into her, like, her darker side, you know, her, like, her, 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 like, more negative emotions, like, just anger, fury, like, disdain, like, it's, that's sort of how I'm starting to see the format. Like, before, like, I was like, hell yeah, like, right? Like, it's like, yeah, like you said, it's yeah. a culmination of her development in season one and two, but now I just feel like, in a way now, this is a way for her to release, like, those tent up frustration she she has like that's yeah like i, I think I, yeah i think yeah i think like lemur said like her her like compart compartmentalize uh uh compartmentalization mm-hmm. like as that resolves like maybe she'll be more in touch with her powers as she like starts to be open more yeah and, like not a- bottle things up yeah, exactly. Because I feel like yeah, it's 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 moments like reunion, um, uh, after the rain, and true colors that are just still like gnawing away at her. Like she hasn't had really had a chance to process her feelings on those, right? But she always yeah. had like she always seemingly had distractions to hide that away. Like like she didn't yeah, really think just, much. Yeah, yeah, kind of like, like Marcy's death. She's just like, oh no, that's it's fine. Like she's fine. Yeah. Like she's hiding away because like. Yeah, she didn't have. Yeah, she didn't give herself a chance to process reunion because 
she was focusing on getting to Marcy, and when she met Marcy, like that's what all her yeah. thoughts went to. Like then, yeah. and through colors too. Like now, she's burying her feelings on that underneath protecting and hanging out the planters. Like, and so whenever yeah. I feel like she transforms, that's her getting those negative feelings out, and I feel like that's what tears her off, like what drains her physically, and that that's why she feels bad about it. And like, yeah. God, just, no, the, just imagine like all the energies he exerted in True Colors. Because yeah. this Damn. episode is just like a fraction of that. Yeah, and like I'm just I'm just scared of the junkyard yeah. scene because she she I feel like she like nearly goes full like you know she like, yeah she nearly goes 100 percent in that scene. I'm just yeah like I just yeah she's it's, like kind of teleporting. Yeah, it's it's kind of terrifying said, to see her pass out. Yeah, I said I said before like from like. From what we've seen, anger, uh, Anne's powers come from anger, but it's not like blind fury, but it's like it's righteous anger the anger that comes from trying to protect the people that you love. But like, I could see why something like that can be draining for Anne because it feels like you're trying to fight for something. Yes, you are fighting for something, but at the same time, it can be destructive. So, like, I do believe that in order for her to contain, like, to control her powers more efficiently, she has to find a way to use it without getting angry. Like, she has to use it when she's, I guess, at peace. At what happened. Yeah, just being yeah. able to like yeah. tamer her emotions better. And I feel like I mean I, I feel like Sprig might be the key to that. I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling like because if yeah. there's anyone like she's been able to be the most open with, like it's been Sprig, right? Like I just think back to Hopping Mole, like there's no one else in Amphibia and sat down and just straight up told, Yeah, I really do miss my family. Like I wanna see my mom again. Like there's not even Marcy. Been, not, not even Marcy. Literally, no one else Anne ever sat down with that night, hugged and cried and talked about how they missed her mom. So I'm thinking, yeah, Sprig's the key to all this. He's the one who'll be there to help Anne with this. That's just what I'm thinking. I mean, of course, like, of course, like, um, you know, her parents and, and um, HP and Polly too. But I just think like primarily Sprig, he's gonna be there to help her. I, I'm also thinking maybe Mrs. Boonchoy could be uh, a key to that. It's like because if we if we can have like and um, well May to like reconcile with her daughter, that could that that's like hitting that's like hitting two birds with one stone. You like you can resolve uh, Anne's crisis with her powers while also have Miss Boonchoy Mrs. Boonchoy finally accepting the fact that her daughter is not the same one she had before this is a new uh, one and man, this, she has yeah. to let she has to learn to love her yeah just like imagine the scene where Anne is just like pouring her heart out to her mom yeah yeah and really hasn't had like a moment like i think a lot of us thought that like new normal would be like the time for Anne to Breathe. To finally, like, yeah. Yeah. More emotionally breathe. Pain, like, but, like, no, she's still <laughs> focused on getting back to Amphibia. She, like, she yeah. has a lot of things coming to her mind. Like, someone and said, even... like, sorry, 
Um, I, I was gonna say, like, someone said that New Normal didn't do a good job of, like, following up, like, the plot points from True Colors, but, like, it's not, it's not, it's not, the New Normal isn't, isn't, like, the New Normal is not the same episode as the first temple was to After the Rain, or Battle of the Bands, and Dinner was the third temple. It's not meant to do that. It's a meant to set up more conflicts. No, no, I, I agree there. Hands down. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Tom, what were you going to say? Uh, I'm trying to... I'm trying to, like, remember, like, it was about Anne... Okay, I'm trying to recall my train of thought. So Anne, Anne's back in... Anne's back on Earth. She doesn't... She, uh, like... she, Anne hasn't, Anne hasn't had her moment to, uh... Be one-on-one. -on -one. even... Not on one one. Okay, now I remember. Uh, the planners, real like the planners notice that Anne's taking up a lot more, uh, like a lot more responsibility. Like in the first segment, you have Anne comment on it, and then uh, at the end of the segment, you have the planners like, like trying, like they're trying to comfort Anne, and also like in a way, I think Sprig and Polly mentioned that they don't want to put Anne in a position where she has to use those powers again, like, because they, they saw, like, the toll it took on her. And, like, uh, yeah. you can see, like, yeah, I think Hop-Hop, like, they, they were all able to, like, piece things together before Anne could explain things to them. So I, I like that the planners had that kind of, like, the, the planners were observant this time around. Like, sometimes, like, the show likes to, uh, have them be a little bit like oblivious for for the comedy, like as we saw in uh, the dinner. But like <laughs> here, they were a lot more observant to like Anne's like Anne's like behavior, and they were like trying to like work their way around that for her because they they know they like they know like the tasks like the Herculean task that Anne has of like solving all these problems, and no. I feel like yeah, go ahead, Nick. Oh no no no! You continue. I was just I was just gonna make like one random comment. You keep going. Yeah, like I think Anne is going. Unfortunately, she's going to have some sort of breaking point. Like maybe, maybe it's at Anne the junkyard fight that we see in the future. Yeah, maybe it's at Anne's Terminator. And I kind of just go back to how. Uh... Actually, go ahead, Nick, because I have a, I have another point I want to make later. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, you know, the whole way of the world's on her shoulders right here. Like, there's so much she's processing here while trying to keep her family safe. Like, it's just, damn. I, I just, yeah, I do agree with you there. Like, there's going to be a breaking point. I just hope, like, she remembers, you know, I just hope, like, Anne, like, you know, remembers at that point, you know, where she gets, where she really gets her strength from, which is her family and friends, I feel like. Like, that, those are the people who've always inspired her to keep going even when at her lowest. So I just hope, like, even so, right now, Anne... I mean, she it, it, it's just horrible right now because it's just... She can't even confide in her parents. And with the planters, she, she can't, like... She's viewing herself as, like, the one who has to take care of them. Like, who is... Like, who, who who's someone she can lean on right now, you know, for support? Like... Uh, yeah. So I'm just thinking, that, like... Also, that, like, I, I, I used that word intentionally. I, used to, I, did, I actually... Yeah, I knew what I was doing when I said that. But, um, yeah, I just, yeah, just, 
I do think there is going to be a breaking point for the for Anne at some point where she just needs to just like you know just tell everyone you know just I need help or something like I and, just, and it has I, I it has to be one. done and it has to be done without the blue powers because like we we've seen that like that's that might be getting in the way of her. Yeah, it, it's weird how the, the blue powers at the same time are like the product of her character development, but now it might be like holding her back now. Yeah, true. Like, yeah. I also want to like, like, yeah, it's like that. Nick Magata made a good point, and and the fact that yeah. she has yet the the fact that Anne has yet to fully experience the repercussions of her disappearance from Los Angeles. This is going to like add even more stress to her and in a way it's kind of ref- it kind of reflects marcy's dilemma before amphibia in a way and it's just it's just pain <laughs> like imagine the guilt she's gonna feel when she realizes she's driving her parents away like it's just like i don't know it, it, it just i just hope the time because it's just like, you, you just forget, like, she's supposed to be a 13-year-old girl sometimes, right? Like, she just, she yeah. does so many amazing things. Like, she's so yeah. damn strong that you just forget, yeah, she's only, still only 13. Like, I, it, it, it seems like the first, you know, the breakdown of the first temple, that just reminded me of that. Like, she's still only 13. Like, she doesn't, she can't do all this alone. So, yeah, damn. I just, it's going to be tough for her, but I think eventually she will, like, realize that these are people that, that she can rely on and, you know, that, that Anne can do this together. Like, she doesn't, like, this isn't a, a situation for her just to clean up. It's everyone's chance to participate. Yeah. And it would be, it's going to be interesting how she interacts with her home now, considering everything that has happened. The new normal. Yeah, the Am new right? normal. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, roll credits. I, I want to talk about. I wanted to talk about the Frobo scene, the Frobot scene at the end. Um, it, 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 how, do you guys want? To, is there anything else you guys want to cover about Anne? Um, uh, I think not. I think we yeah, covered I think a lot. We covered everything. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, we, we, we covered it all. Yeah, we popped okay. off Because I just thought it was interesting how, like, where we see the Frobot at the end, like, it's mostly his like torso and face that are like beat up. But his like his foot and arm are okay, but then yeah. we've seen a majority of the robot scenes in the promo, the pro like in the promos, and the next time we see Frobot, he has like his construction arm and like the buzzsaw leg and rivet gun and the yeah. rivet gun, so it feels like maybe in between whatever those scenes were and the new normal we may my guess is that we could be seeing another appearance from him because he hasn't lost a leg and an arm yet yeah and then you have like uh dr octopus and like a having a frobo arm and stuff which is a different can of worms yeah and I don't know, I'm just like, I don't know, that was just something I wanted to bring up. Yeah. But, uh... And then I think someone brought up that, like, Anne, um, took out, like, the sensor 
on its eye, I think. Oh, so maybe it won't be yeah. able to detect your powers anymore. Yeah, it won't be able to track it. Yeah, it will yeah, uh, yeah, give a good chance for other, like, antagonists to breathe, like, a.k.a. the FBI. Like, like we're, it, it's going to give us some going to give us good chances to introduce other conflicts that might go through and just keep Frobot, like, sort of bench for a while. But you did make a good point, though, there. Like, some parts of Frobot looks like they still need to be destroyed or something, you know, before we get, like, that one scene of them running into him on the highway. So, may, I'm thinking may, maybe he'll get, like, maybe he'll get, like, another appearance before he comes back in Anstermare. That, that's what I'm betting on now. He'll get, like, one more where Anne just fucks him up again. <laughs> Like, he's just gonna keep getting his ass kicked. Like, that's his future here. Like... Maybe fixing Frobo, I don't know. Ooh, oh! Okay. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Maybe there, maybe there. Uh, who knows? Who knows, but yeah. I'm just thinking, like, one more segment for him. That's where Anne's like, okay, I'm gonna be the shadow you now. And then we're gonna get Anne's Terminator. Yeah, where he's all, like, geared up. And then, was this... Was the statue... A gargoyles reference, or am I crazy? I don't know. Like <laughs> with Matt, maybe I'm guessing it. It could be a gargoyles reference because, like, on the rooftop. I I don't know, but yeah, probably. Another, yeah, I think it's safe an, to assume. Another thing was that, like, so the plan for Frobot was to kill Anne, grab the Cynthia Coven book, and then like, are they still in contact? Like. Is Frobot still able to contact Andrews? Because, like, why would he be repairing himself on Earth, where if he had the ability to, could he just, like, teleport back to Amphibia to get repairs? Or is that just never going to get addressed? Maybe he, maybe he was, like, too damaged to teleport back. Or well, something. Maybe he can't teleport. Maybe yeah, maybe, has- maybe it was just, like, a one-way trip, and yeah. Andrews would receive a signal... Or yeah. something, then, or maybe Frobo or the Frobot somehow maybe communicates with him or something. Or yeah, maybe a distress signal, and then Andrews like picks him up, and then maybe he gets a brief on the situation. Right. A brief, or, or Frobot completes his mission, and then Andrews is just like, "Congrats, you did your mission." Then blows yeah. it up. Yeah, he self destructs him. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised at this point. Or like maybe Andrus, like we get, we cut back to Andrus, like sitting. He's like, "Wait, how do I bring Frobot back?" Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, uh, his first concern, his first concern is like, "Wait, how do I get the Cynthia Coven novel back?" Oh wait, and also, how will I know Anne's dead? There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, we also have like maybe he could be in Temple Frogs because of like the intro. Ooh. Where there's robots and like oh, because there's something the swarming, yeah, yeah, true. and then there's an explosion in the promo somewhere. So maybe it could be there too. Who knows? Yeah, interesting. So maybe yeah. Oh, oh I'm just well, no, that's not that. So I'll, I'll just speculate just, like later on. Yeah, so I'm just, just thinking gonna... like, how are they gonna hide that? Out? Like, there's no way they're gonna be able to hide. There, there's no way they're gonna be able to hide with even Temple Frogs. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Oh, we just yeah, maybe. Wait and see. Yeah, Sorry. maybe like we'll get a quick scene of Andrews being like, "All right, like I haven't heard from Frobot. Just send in like an um, armada of dragonflies and because like that 
like right now, Andrew seems pretty like sneaky about everything, but that just raises questions: why, how Temple Frogs? Like, what's what's the yeah. state? Of, well, he did mention that like preparations are almost complete. Yeah, his army, Jesus! Like when we saw like so many Frobos just surrounding the castle, like he's God, like he he's he's really the real deal. Like, he's he's doing that. Like he's going all out. Like. I have a feeling he pr he probably knows he's like almost ready to invade regardless of like if Anne is there because like she's one girl against probably hundreds yeah, of thousands of, of robot frogs but he wanted to send one frobo to try and kill her just 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 to have the possibility of it being easier when everything is ready yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, maybe since, like, the Frobot sensor's, like, destroyed, he maybe he just gives up, uh, maybe tells Andrea, so yeah, uh, if she's dead or something, and then he just, or he tells her that he wasn't able to, uh, like, eliminate her, so he's just like, eh, screw it, and then full-on swarm. But I don't know. Awan Chitari invasion. Portal in the sky. Portal in the sky! <laughs> Wouldn't be an evasion without a portal to the sky. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and, uh... I'm just thinking again about how... Like, in Season 2, we had this idea that the planners are going on, to this, on this journey, and then, like, by Episode 6, they end up in, like, the heart of Amphibia, like, they end up in Newtopia by episode 6, and it's like, we were all thinking, oh man, like, this one by pretty quickly. And then we had the same case with the temple, like, the temple quest, that went by within half the season. And, like, in hindsight, that all happened because we were pretty much building up to season 3, which is, like, teleporting to Earth. Yeah. So, like, now I'm, so, like, now I'm thinking... With the episodes we have at the moment, does it seem like we're getting the same kind of trajectory where these first few episodes are pretty... Well, there's something wrong with them. It's just like, they're very, like... Uh, by I guess by season three standards, they're like pretty laid back, but we still have stuff like Turning Point, Tie Feud, uh, Fight at the Museum, maybe... Uh, Angst and Sterminator. So it seems like it seems like what are they setting up now? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Dude, that's a good point. I like Cause, yeah, because Matt did say like a good chunk of the season will be on Earth, and then the rest is just in Amphibia. So I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, I, we just have to wait. I think yeah. we just have to wait for the tenth episode. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. For context, uh, does anyone have? Was it Adam Colas that tweeted that yeah. last year? Adam Colas, so, yeah. Yeah. So basically, like very early in the year, like Adam Colas tweeted out, like, "Oh, we're we'll like the the fans are just going to be the fans will be just getting used to the weird energy of season three before that one uncomfortable tense episode." It's oh, okay. Wait here. Yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, they'll. Yeah, the overall weird energy of the season when this one when this one hits, like 
Yeah, so I guess maybe we can bet that's what we're leading up to. Because the weird energy, it just has to be the fact that we're not like an amphibia anymore, right? Like thinking like, well, yeah, I'm not even sure. Anymore. I think I think it has. To, I think it might have to do with that. So I'm thinking like, yeah, that's going to be the episode that just like really shakes things up for us. Because we, we really have no idea where this is going, right? Like it's yeah. just the idea is just okay. I mean, well, yeah, we, we have the idea of how the characters might be going in the season, right? Like the, obviously, like they all have to like come together, but like and uh, and like we, we don't know still, where the going. Like we yeah, have and no we still don't even have like a solid idea of how they're going to get back to Infinity. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Like I'm, I'm still thinking on the skip man having something to do with that, but like yeah, I'm thinking Please. maybe we can all cross our fingers and say that weird that um that. Super tense Fight episode is what throws it in. <laughs> Fight the yeah. museum, you, th- you think it's Fight the Museum? No, no, no. I was just thinking, like, Fight the Museum is going to be like. They're trying to steal the, the first segment. Like, yeah. Or something. Plus, my favorite like, Fight that. the Museum is like the first segment where, like, it addresses trying to get back home. Because, like, I yeah. don't see. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's, one, that's kind of my thought. Hot Tie Feud, Adventures in Cat Singing. Like, I don't see those episodes being. Something like that. Lore related. That's related to, yeah, that's not lore related or quest related. Yeah, we're like related to the stakes in any way. Yeah. And then fixing Frobo is probably more focused on like the relationship between like Polly and uh, Frobo. Frobo. It might it might not be as like plot yeah. related. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, there's just... might be another. What if? What if? What if Frobot comes back in uh, fixing Frobo? Ah, <laughs> uh, I, like nah, nah, nah. I feel like he might. I feel like he might. I don't. I don't think so. Because like, I, actually, no, no, no. Never mind. Because we we saw that promo of like basically like Anne and Hop Pop and Sprig like oh, dancing yeah, on dancing on Frobo's crate, like Frobo's crater or something. I have no idea what the context yeah, is. The, they're doing like Charlie music. Brown dances or something. I swear. <laughs> I can't. And they, that and they looked like they were like. Like exhausted, yeah, yeah, exhausted or like loopy or something. Yeah, that Anne's yeah, that Anne's dad was just like, "What happened to the backyard?" <laughs> like, like, what happened yeah. to the backyard? Oh, maybe yeah. it's like an aftermath of a Frobo fight. Yeah. Frobo. Oh, what if they're like building up Frobo to go against the Frobot, but then like Frobo Frobo loses and then yeah, I don't even I, know. I see that. I'm not, yeah, I don't even know. Like it's. I'm just throwing stuff at the wall. Or like, Frobo gets the uh, the the janky Frobo body instead of his old one. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna need parts from somewhere. I can totally see it. Then he becomes ultimate Frobo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking of the image he posted at ultimate Frobo. Yeah, like I think did we cover everything for Oh, I I, so. I didn't talk about I didn't talk about the uh the credits yet. Like personally, I I I actually really like like this probably is the best outro in my opinion, but I wish it was like I wish it was a little bit different where it could be where it could like follow the same kind of like vibe thematic the same vibe that season one and two had yeah yeah because i know some people were suggesting like maybe Anne is in a room like looking out at the window or something 
yeah. as like good ideas. Yeah, because I, I do. Yeah, I, I do really like this outro. Like, I've I have really good things to say about it, but it's just yeah, I, I do. I do sort of wish we got something like that, you know, that just matched, like, what the season was trying to do. Because season one, like, you know, it, it, was, a chill, it was a chill homely vibe of it, right? Like, Anne just, yeah. Anne reading a book, sitting by a campfire of spring, or not a campfire, candle of spring. And then the season two outro, it was them on the wagon. We have, it's, it's an adventure, yeah. right? So we have practically all the season two locations just hidden in the background. Like, you know, it, yeah. it was just a really nice touch, so... I love the season three outro. I don't want to get. I don't. Want, I don't want like anyone. I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. I love it, but I do kind of wish we got something different. Like I hate to say it. I feel evil for saying that, but I do sort of feel like that. And what makes me more conflicted about it is that, like the season three outro, it's like, it's not something. The season three outro wouldn't work if we didn't have season one and two already. Like. Like, this outro still works for the show. It's just, like, it doesn't match season one and two's outro. Yeah. It's like, well, it doesn't fit with the, way the trilogy. You see, yeah. Yeah, it's... like, it doesn't fit with the trilogy, but it's still, it's a good standalone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, like, it, it does feel like generally something I could see in Amphibia. Like, it feels like real, genuine Amphibia content. Like, you know? Like, it, it really does work with the show. But, like, here, it's just, it really does feel out of place. When you just think about how Amphibia works in threes, it, it, it does... Even so, yeah, the planters, they are the hot, like, uh, yeah, the planters, they are the heart of the show, I feel like. But it's just like, when you just think on how this outro fits in with season three and with what we've gone on before, it's sort of like, yeah, like, eh, or something. I still love it, though. I still love it all the same. And I still hold on to the idea that they will change it up um, based on, like, what episodes we'll get down the line. Like, I was fine with it being here. Honestly, I was fine with us getting an outro for this episode. If it's like a lighthearted episode, go ahead and play that. Like, I don't even care. But if it's like Turning Point or maybe, or like maybe a Sasha episode or just like, or maybe like a very emotional one of Anne, like, well, we, we got to be careful. <laughs> you got to be careful when <laughs> yeah. you play it. Like, be careful when you play yeah. it. Be careful when you play it. Well, actually, even if it's an emotional episode with Anne, like, I feel like this outro could still be like, could still fit. Because like, as long as Anne is like, in a better place by the end of the episode. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. It can't be like, it can't be one where she claps on the ground. Like, she's freaking out, then, then it's like, <laughs> then it plays that. <laughs> and then you just play, she's, 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 she's gonna, she's gonna be, she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna break down and like cry, and then the, the episode ends and it cuts off to the outro, be all happy and shit. Uh, uh, that's just uh, I just hope they don't do that. It's gonna, it's gonna funny, but at the same time, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like, ah, I, I, I would be wrong if I said, like, it, I feel like the outro, in a way, it is emotional. Because, I mean, yeah, it's focusing on Planters' love and, like, that ending shot with all hugging each other. Like, I'd be lying if I said I didn't feel even a tiny bit emotional seeing that. Just because I know, like, you know, that's just, we're, we're getting close to goodbye. And I hate to say that, but we are. But, uh, and, and, like, yeah, like, the first, the season one outro had only Anne and Sprig. The season two outro had Anne Spring and Hop Hop, and then like Polly was inside the room, like inside the flagon. Wow, so so, like, at least debut. So yeah, so at least in this outro, like we have Polly, and like I just it just feels like this outro feels a lot more involved, I guess. 
Yeah, like it, I mean, I, I like all the all the small things you can um, notice. Like, um, like you could see Sasha, Marcy, and Griman um in the outro. You pause at some moments. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of nice. It, it it just yeah. Like I, I cannot say I have like any. I have zero negative feelings about it. like not like I love it. I fucking yeah. love this thing. It's yeah, just like when you compare it to the other ones, like it doesn't capture the journey of this yeah, season. It, it just it just feels like, out of yeah yeah. Because yeah, like, because like for season one, there wasn't really a journey, so it was just basically yeah, because it's basically just Anne in Wartwood chilling. So you get an outro of Anne chilling with Sprig in Wartwood, reading books, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. And then season two, they're ba- they're traveling to Utopia, so we get like an outro of them like travel like cozy at night traveling, and then di- the distance you can see the different season two locations, and then but like for season three, it's like hmm. It's just like funny, it's, funny, yeah, it's just funny, funny, funny drawings. Yeah, funny, yeah, funny frog too. <laughs> funny frog anime, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say funny, funny frog anime. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 well, it, it does, really is nice. It really is nice. Yeah, well, yeah. It just the wholesomeness saves like. Yeah, it, it's the wholesomeness. Yeah. Stops, yeah. yeah, it stops me from like feeling like it's unnecessary. It, it stops, yeah, it stops me from. Make it for it stops me from feeling like it was unnecessary. Yeah, it, like, I, ah, it's it's just so nice, I mean, you know. Like I really like, appreciate it. I really I can appreciate say it like Props I can say this. sorry. Uh, I can say that the season three credits kind of signifies how the planters are actually like a full unit. Like they're ah. here together for the journey, and they're gonna end it together. Like I, that's what it got. That's what I got from that. Uh, from that season three intro, it's not about like what the what state are they in now. It's the fact that how how far they have come as as a unit, as a family. No matter where they are, they're always going to be the plan choice. Yeah, no, no yes. matter where they are, family always find each other. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it really is about the love between this family. Ah. Uh. Too bad we don't get that much detail with the girls so well. Okay, Marcy and Sasha, they carved their names in Anne's headboard, okay? They deserve to stay in Amphibia. Like, you don't go around (laughs) carving carving your initials. Oh, yeah, I forgot my thumb was like a wood guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you made like a cutting board or something. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. That's me being salty. <laughs> look, look. I mean, they're gonna be imported by the end. Like, it, they're gonna be imported post planters f- for Anne, but like, still. Right, but but Lieber, you don't see me carving my initials in like other people's houses. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I I get it now. I get it. I get it. Dang that, man, that, that head that headboard's gonna appear in every shot of Anne's room and. Thumb's just gonna get salty every episode it's in. <laughs> Dang, Thumb, you don't have to be that salty. Jeez, yeah. they're kids. Yeah, Thumb's gonna be like, alright guys, I almost like the episode, but then we got a shot of Anne's headboard. I, I, can't, I can't believe it. Like, I, as, as the I, one am, man, a, I, I am a carpenter. I am very much offended of the idea that someone carves in my perfectly good wood. <laughs> be smirched. <laughs> they besmirched the holy trunk. 
Oh my god. My Dom. antique oh, trunks god. have been violated. This is unacceptable. <laughs> okay, but, but do you go into other people's house? Like, do you go to your friend's place and like, Oh yeah, I'm having a good time. Let me pull out like my carving knife and just like, just, just, <laughs> just put a stain like, like some this dark stain like this dark part of history onto some other person's like property. Like okay, okay, stop, stop, stop. But like, here's the thing. Like, what if, what if it's like, what if it's like memorabilia? Like, what if like Sasha and Marcy want to carve their initials just to signify that they're always be with Anne no matter where they are. How's that? Or Ooh, maybe that's deep. that's deep. Or maybe Sasha dared Marcy to do it or something. Oh my <laughs> god! Come on, <laughs> Lieber, This is this is a C fan. This is a... I, I I wouldn't put it past her. I would put. I was like, I I could see it, but I still feel like it's just all the girls. Just you know, wholesome. Be friends. Be wholesome friends. Yeah, I, I won't take any that. other answer. Yeah, because I feel like, obviously, yeah, the girls they, still were wholesome with each other sometimes. Watch, like, yeah, they have the bomb. Like, watch the headboard be the, be, be the, the uh, MacGuffin that saves Earth or something, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it saves a friendship. It saves the, yeah. It saves the, like, and, uh, and, like, and, possessed and Marcy the, walks in. Possessed Marcy, Marcy, like, breaks into the home, and it's like... For those of you who've seen Castlevania, like the Castlevania series, it's like she'll look at Anne and be like, she'll look at Anne's headboard and be like, this was your room. <laughs> <laughs> and then just the whole conflict just ends there. The memories of Anne's headboard breaks the helmet and she goes Super Saiyan. <laughs> Super Marcy. Sure. And Anne remembers, Anne remembers all the good times that she had with Sasha and Marcy by looking at her headboard. Touch, just merely that, touching the that, wood restores that. it to its original quality. And then, and then, yeah, and then, looking like, at the Mr. headboard will walk in. calamity powers. Yeah. And then, like, and then Anne's parents are gonna, like, are justifiably going to be like, why'd they, why'd they do this? Like, why'd they just, <laughs> can't they just write a note? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't realize this, like, this, this is gonna be a clip, right? <laughs> Yeah, we're clipping this as like a Vatican rant about wood. Yeah, the woodman rant. Yeah. Oh my god. Fine. Yeah, best of the war we get to that podcast 2021, right? Like, this is number one. <laughs> this is better. This is better than the the broke the, the poly wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, th this number one, and then Polly in a wheelchair number two. Polly in a wheelchair. But uh, I guess I other than other than me complaining about that, um, <laughs> is there anything else we need to we need to cover? Anything urgent? Um, I no. guess. I mean, we do have. Did we cover like what was said in the articles about the themes being played out in season three? I don't, know. I don't even think so, but I guess we briefly touched on them. Yes, yeah, so I'll pull up time. those articles, just so I think we, we should discuss about, we should talk about that. Um, okay. Let me, I'm, I'm just pulling up the links I had. Yeah. I just pinned. So the D23 article didn't have, it didn't have too much new info. I think in the gamer, 
the gamer interview, I think Nick already mentioned how uh, a lot of it. I'm trying to look for that part where they talk about like the the con like, just basically like the consequences of what happened and like people the people who moved on and those who refused to move on from the girl's disappearance like that's gonna be something. <sighs> that, this tough. that line is just it means so much, man. Oh my gosh! Wait, which line? About about. The people the in LA and how and how some of them can cannot move on from the uh, disappearance uh, or the opposite. Yeah. Okay, so return. I, I've got the. Uh... Oh wait, that wasn't a quote by Matt though. That was yeah. Uh, it was it was outside the quotations from what we could see, but it's. But I I I think they just got like, they they just paraphrased what Matt like said more or less. Yeah, it feels like it. I mean, because obviously, I don't yeah, think it's speculation. Have, yeah, they're gonna have like a conversation, right? So I'm thinking, like, yeah, yeah it's gonna be in a conversation. So I'm thinking they're just gonna like write it down. Like, it wasn't like a direct question, but it did come out. If I'm yeah. probably, Matt was probably like rambling. He was like, blah, 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 blah. But then he just yeah. dropped that. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I was feeling that. Yeah. Because, yeah, it would be weird that, like, that they're getting it right about the fact that, like, carriages are being forced to face the consequences of their absence. And then I, it'd just be weird for that first half to be accurate and then the second half just to be false. Yeah, I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm, I, I know like it's really easy to just say like they moved from their, like the St. Marcus's parents moved from their houses, but I'm just thinking like right now, maybe if, if this idea is true, I'm thinking maybe they're in that process. Of it, like it's it's a really dark thing to talk about. I'm not sure, but I, I don't think anyone's completely move on. But have they like touched upon the idea of it? Maybe. But I feel like if, if the if Phoebe really does decide to grow through with that idea, I, I do feel like we maybe we will be getting, we will be seeing that on screen closure between um you know Sasha and Marcy, Sasha and Marcy and their parents. Because it would be weird. It'd be really weird to close out the series with them just going back home to like. A family, you know, we, we all can't even like and be Marcy sure just they're gonna have Yeah, like it's just huh. we need that closure. We're, we're gonna I need to make sure these girls are okay. <laughs> like, if, I they, if, they, if they pull that off in Marcy's parents, like uh, damn, like how cruel could they get, man? <laughs> oh damn. Like it's come just, on, like just uh, whatever. Like I just don't. I, I I don't think it'll be as. I just don't believe they'll do it. Like it's just. I feel like at some point Matt's gonna throw Marcy a bone, right? Like, like at some point. At some point, I, I feel like he want to go. She's that gonna far. get. She's gonna get free mental therapy. That's it's, it's, that's just the bone. So what would? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping. Uh, hoping imagine they what? just stay in amphibia. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh no, no! Imagine no. I just I need mean, to know, like their I families mean, are. I, I feel like okay. I feel like I'm betting it's not. I feel like obviously, I feel like their families aren't going to be as evil as like the fans making out to be. Like I'm because I'm seeing like people saying like people trying to make out Sasha and Marcy's parents is like the devil. Like I'm just thinking, nah. Like obviously, yeah, there probably will be conflict between them. 
and the girls, but I, I don't think they're going to be, like, evil. You know what I mean? They're not going to be, like, really bad to the mob. I feel like they won't. Yeah. There's just going to be problems between them, obviously. It's it's yeah. the blight effect, yeah. The blight effect. <laughs> like every like everyone complains about be look. I, I just want to say something. This is, it's not it's not Alice really to worry about it. But like everyone complains about stuff being cliche, and yet those same cliches are what people eat up at the same time. Like there's no <laughs> consistency. Yeah. Like, people complain about like oh why did it why did it have to be like why does one parent have to be fucking like. Why does it have to be evil or something? But like at the same time, there are people who are like, yes, make them evil, make them pay, so we can sympathize with these characters more. Like, no. Like, there's no, there's no, there's no in between. Like, you're either, like, you're either an evil parent or there's no parent. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Mm. I'm just going through the comic Sorry book. I'm going through the comic book interview. Oh, no, and, no, no. Uh, yeah, that's alright, Lemur. Uh, I'm going through the comic book interview. Like, Matt talks about Frobo and how he had guilt for what happened in True Colors. And then, so, what's giving me hope is that, like, he mentions that Frobo's gonna go through a few transformations. So that's just. I don't oh, know, that's shit. Just... Imagine. Transformers. Arc for Frobo. Don't don't tease me with a good time, Chuck. <laughs> just, just imagine it, Dom. Just imagine it. Oh, I think what's also we should wait, we could also talk about is that Matt mentions uh he he talks about like Whoopi Goldberg playing a character oh, and yeah. one of Matt's favorites. We won't see them for a little bit, but please look forward to it. And it's like, please. I please. mean, Pink Frog. Pink, please, um, please, yeah, please be the Pink Frog. Please be the Pink Frog. Pink Frog. I'm betting it. I'm betting it. I'm betting it. Like, I'm uh, money on that. I mean, I have, it is so I, I beg. Oh, that'd be so I am. I'm betting please. my taser for that. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Man, just, am, just 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 imagine like an uh, Andreas flashback trio episode. Dog, Yo, like, please. Dialogue between so cool. dialogue between Whoopi Goldberg and Keith, Keith David, David is. Ooh, yeah, it's holy shit. Gravy, man. gravy for my ears. That that's uh that's that's uh that's something that I wouldn't ex that I would not expect to mark yeah. off my bingo card for 2021. But hey, oh, it would be neat. Just imagine that. Ah, oh, please! That'd be that'd amazing. Be, that'd be so cool. Ah, uh, yeah. it would just be like watching Clone Wars, like just the descent. How we like f found out about the night or something, and then like the whole flashbacks and stuff. Ah, uh, just yeah, but just imagine that though. Just like, just them having like adventures or something. And then we just get hints about like how he just turned out the way he is now. Mm -hmm. Damn! Imagine Whoopi Goldberg crying her out, her heart out. Oh God! No, please, please! Damn! I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna, hide. I'm just hyped for everything that they're gonna do in this season. Fingers crossed for that flashback episode. 
Like just hands down. I, w I really want to see that happen. Yeah. I'm excited, yeah. So I think I covered... Yeah, so those were the interviews. I think I think we've covered everything. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah I think we yeah, I think we covered yeah. pretty much everything. So I guess this is a good time to wrap up this week's recording. I just want to thank you guys for coming on tonight. And uh, next week we'll be covering uh Hop Till You Drop and Turning Point. Episode two of season three. Ooh, cannot wait. Ooh boy. It's Man. gonna be it's gonna be another Excited. fun it's gonna be another happy, funny episode of the Funny Frog Show. Yep. Definitely nothing bad's gonna happen. Nope. <laughs> Definitely not. I guess with that, like that that concludes this week's recording. Say goodbye everyone. See y'all. See you guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. Welcome back See ya. to Amphibia. Bye. Yeah, we're we're back in the it's frog season. Yep. The beginning of the end. <laughs> yep. The third act of a three act story. Damn. Uh, no idea. Too bad we don't know the number of episodes though. No way to be able to tell that. All right, guys. <laughs> uh, Alright, see you guys. Okay. See you guys. <laughs> see you guys. <laughs> see you.